Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Joining us now is one of my personal heroines and a heroine for the state of Connecticut, Donna Palumba, who if I read you how many awards she's won, I mean, we, we would be done with the interview it would take 20 minutes. But Donna Palumba has become a dear friend of mine as a result of our interviews on the radio uh, and as a result of the fact that because I am so impressed with the character and the bravery of this woman and her advocacy, I've been an advisory member of Jane Doe No More for many years now. Uh, Donna Palumba joins us to tell us, to keep us up to date and tell us what is currently happening with respect to the criminal situation of the man who raped her in her own home years ago while her kids were laying sleeping down the hallway, and he was ultimately not able to be found guilty by the law because of a past statute of limitations, which is something that Donna Palumba has since changed. And right now, if there is DNA evidence linking someone to a rape, there no longer is a five-year statute of limitations. But this man went on to sexually assault another woman in New York, and that DNA was ultimately linked to the DNA of the same perpetrator of Donna Palumba's crime. She has since been watching over the case of this man who has been incarcerated for years, and she is the feature of a second full Dateline uh, feature on her, which will be aired tomorrow night, January 21st, Friday, on ABC. Donna Palumba, founder of Jane Doe No More, welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Good morning. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, it's a lot to encapsulate because I know that your story, which you've written in your own book, is fascinating and, and long and filled with twists and turns like a thriller. Tell us why Dateline decided to do another feature on you tomorrow. Yes. Well, they circled back. As you know, the first feature was in 2007, and a lot has transpired in these now 14 years. So, um John Regan, as you had mentioned, was incarcerated for Connecticut and New York crimes. And as you stated, 
because Connecticut had a five-year statute of limitations with DNA when the crime occurred in 1993, when he was found 11 years later from DNA um, that he gave uh, voluntarily when he was arrested for attacking a, his co-worker in Connecticut, he was unable to be arrested for rape in my case, even though we had irrefutable DNA evidence. And so he um, was out on bond, and that's when he went to New York and attacked a 17-year-old child, really. And so um, he was held in New York, serving the concurrent sentence with Connecticut, and then he qualified for something in Connecticut called statutory good time, which took a little more than four years off his sentence. So even though his sentence in Connecticut was longer than his sentence in New York, because he qualified for this special time, he finished his sentence in New York, did not spend a day of, of jail time in Connecticut, and unbelievably actually worked to our favor because New York has a law called civil management it's only in 20 states in the country, and he has been held since he technically finished his sentence in 2017 in New York. He's been held under the civil management law. And so that's what really intrigued Dateline to do a follow-up. What is the civil management law, Donna? What is it? So this is a law. It's a mental health law, Article 10, and um, it is little known, but it's for sex offenders and it's, it's certainly not for all sex offenders. It's for the worst who are thought to have a mental abnormality and likely to reoffend. And there is a whole big process uh, about this. And so, um, of course, you know, he was the perpetrator is has to, you know, have the right to a trial and all of that. He was evaluated by doctors. There was a jury trial. There was a, an entire process um, that is still actually in process. And we're waiting on the ruling by a judge. I can tell you that I testified in the trial in November of 2021, so just a couple of months ago. Um, other victims testified, and the jury did find that John Regan has a mental abnormality and is likely to reoffend. Those are the two main things that have to be found in order to keep someone in civil management under the law. This is uh, very interesting. And Connecticut does not have that, does it? I have not heard of that. If no, it does not. That. It does not no. yet. <laughs> okay, so this is, you know what? This is interesting to me. We're chatting with Donna Palumba, 203-333-9422. If you'd like to comment or ask a question, that's our number, 203-333-9422. Uh, many years ago, and for many years, I interviewed Linda Fairstein, who was not only a best-selling novelist about legal thrillers, but most people don't remember or don't recognize that she was the original, uh, she was the first and a woman and the original prosecutor to form a sex victims crime unit in New York. There hadn't been one before her. She was a trailblazing prosecutor. And she came on my show maybe 15 years ago, before I even met you, uh, to tell me, that it was her firm conviction based on all of the cases that she had prosecuted that many, many of the people that she sent to jail for sexual assault were exactly that, were, were, were sick, were sick in the head. They, yep. were, they were going to definitely do the crime again as soon as they were let out. 
she cited all this psychological evidence and all of these evidentiary studies that had shown that qualitatively the crime of sexual assault is different than a lot of other crimes. It's different than theft. It's different than manslaughter. It's different than a, it's different than a lot of other crimes. It is very often a sickness in the brain that incarceration alone will not cure, cannot and will not. I agree. I agree. That's all fact. I think that's that's absolutely right. And I'm so grateful um, to really the New York State's Attorney's Office and the investigators and attorneys that um, work this case. And they're very proud of this law. Um, and I, I, we're hoping after the ruling, you know, be able to introduce it in Connecticut because um, it's very important. And, you know, we're all a lot safer now that John Regan is going to continue um, to, to not be able to harm people. So the jury found that he met these conditions. How old is John Regan? He is 65. Okay. And uh, just to recall for our listeners some of the more gruesome facts of your case, this turned out to be a man that you knew, correct? Correct. I did not recognize him at the time of the attack because I was sleeping in my bed. He had a mask on. He put a pillowcase over my head and bound and tied me. Um, but it was a, a violent attack. He was, you know, he had a gun and a knife and um and we just had no idea and absolutely no thought that this could be, that Sean Regan could possibly even be a suspect. And we didn't find out until 11 years later. And thank goodness I went to the hospital that night and had a DNA uh, sex crimes kit conducted, which, you know, led to the DNA evidence because, you know, without that, I, I dare to think what could have happened. And John Regan was a man whom you had entertained in your own home. You had actually given him food. Oh, yeah. And um, he had grown up with my husband since kindergarten. They played football together. Um, I mean, he was, uh, he was leading a double life. He was a close friend of my husband's. He was thought to be a happily married, church-going father of three from a prominent family, and he was afforded the best attorneys that money could buy. And all of that power really led to him um, being out after the DNA evidence. Even though we had irrefutable evidence, he was out on bond. And that is when, awaiting trial in Connecticut, he, he crossed state lines because he was free to do so. And he attacked a 17-year-old girl in Saratoga Springs. And thankfully, she was able to break free and get away from him. But we know now that, you know, the van was the van he was driving in where he was going to put Lindsay, um, the back seat had been pulled out. There was a tarp, a noose, a sedative, a syringe, photos of women he had been stalking, a photo of me, photos of the coworker he attacked in Connecticut. So obviously, I mean, this type of recidivism, this type of um, escalating aggression it's very, very, he's a very dangerous man. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And this is a person who was an equal opportunity offender. He had the, the gall, the chutzpah, the audacity to attack you in your own home on the second story of your house. And he knew yep. how risky it was because if by any chance your nails had pulled down his mask, you would have known who he was. Uh, mm -hmm. And then and then, as you said, out on bond, not caring, flouting the law completely, knowing he's supposed to be on his best behavior, this compulsion, this sickness 
has him go after a stranger in a car, and who knows what else he might have done to her had she not been able to break free. Thank God she did. So absolutely, I mean, when you talk about the criteria for this kind of a law, it seems to me that the perpetrator in your case fits squarely within the pegs. Was this a 12-person jury or a six-person jury? It was. It was a 12-person jury. Wow. Wow. And, you're, and, um, and you have to relive it so much, Donna Palumba. How do you relive this all the time? Well, I have to tell you, knowing that the Dateline is going to air tomorrow night and seeing a trailer yesterday and then the local paper here where I live in Woodbury, the Waterbury Republican, it's on the front page. It's um, it's very <laughs> – and because I'm a trauma survivor, it's, it's um, unnerving, but – you know, I I do it because I really believe that calling attention to this helps educate people about stigmas associated with these crimes. And I want to give hope to other victims so that they can heal and become survivors and to let them know that there is a path forward. That's why I started Jane Doe No More. How many people do you know, Donna Palumba, are held under this civil, indefinite civil commitment kind of statute as a as as somebody who will be basically too dangerous for society to ever be let out. Do you know how many people you know, are held there, under this? There's not all that many. I believe the law went into effect in New York in 2007 and I think there's there's not thousands. There's maybe a couple hundred, but I could be mistaken. So I don't I don't want to state that as fast, but I am told that, you know, maybe 2 to 4% ever make it to this level. So it's not done cavalierly. It's not done casually. It really is. It's to make sure that the worst of the worst sex offenders are not allowed to repeat those crimes. Yeah. And we know that the vast majority of sex offenders never get caught, never get. If they get caught, they don't get prosecuted. If they get prosecuted, they don't serve time. I mean, it winnows down by the time you get somebody like John Reagan serving uh, there have been a lot of opportunities for him to have gotten out of jail. It's it's frankly remarkable and a rare ex- a, and a rare example of justice to some extent that he's even behind bars because the vast majority it, of it, crimes are underreported and the vast ma- you know how many DNA rape kits there are. Well, I bet you do know how many DNA rape kits are there right now sitting in police I offices don't. around the country that have never even been looked at to um, compare with the overall DNA samplings of the people we know are sexual offenders. It's in what, the hundreds of thousands? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're doing a good job of of processing them more expediently. But, I mean, that just goes to show you how that that crime is often treated. It's left on the shelf and, you know, it's in storage and they're busy on to the next day's work and they're not even – processing this it is such an insult but just like you said lisa um most of these crimes are never even reported over well over half i think around 70 percent of these crimes are never even reported to the police because of the stigmas associated because victims are often re-traumatized i mean that's why i think too that dateline is so interested in my story because of the re-victimization that occurred in my case yeah, when the police decided that you were really having an affair and making it up. Yes, and actually read me my Miranda rights. So it's unthinkable that in my case that they could have 
perceived this as anything other than what it was. And, um, and it led to a lot of, a lot of trauma um, and a very difficult journey for me and my family. But we got through. And, you know, I have a strong marriage and I have wonderful children and they're also featured on this Dateline show. And I really want others to know that you can get through some really awful stuff, but you cannot do it alone. And that's why Jane Don't Know More is there to help. We have programs for survivors who are ready to share their story like I do. We are in the schools with our safe student initiative. We're helping first responders to understand more about these crimes so that they begin by believing the victim, which is so critically important. Not only, you know, and first responders, I'm talking about not only law enforcement, but medical professionals, legal professionals, anyone, when you think about it, you know, so many people, men and women, have been victims and don't share, but they may decide, hopefully, with more education and more support to, to tell someone, and it may likely be their primary care physician or someone else. And, and so, so we all need to understand that if someone discloses to you, please listen, believe, and support them. Donna, I saw something online this morning I must tell you about. We're chatting with Donna Palumba because it was so cool. Listen to this. It was a sign. So you, women know, I'm talking to all women right now, when we go to the gynecologist and we are uh, there before our examination, we always have to give a urine sample in a, a private little room. And I saw a sign this morning that had a black and red marker, and it said this in black marker, please put your name for the urine sample, your name. And then it said in red, and here is a red marker. And if you are a victim of domestic violence in any way, and you wish to report it, please put your name in red, and we will follow up, and we will not let anybody with you know that we are following up. It was a way for the, isn't that amazing? It was a way for the doctor. Amazing. It was a way for the- To do it discreetly and to give them an opportunity to get help and not, um, you know, not call call attention because they may, as you know, be there with their offender. So I think that is such a fabulous idea. Right? It's a brilliant idea. It doesn't, it should, doesn't only have to be. By the way, in gynecological offices, it could be in any internist's office anywhere. But exactly. the idea is that it's discreet and that mm-hmm. uh, because very often we know that with domestic violence, there's such a controlling aspect that, frankly, it's more likely than not that the person might be accompanying that person to a doctor's appointment because they're that very often, very often obsessively I- controlling. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'd also like to raise awareness the fact that this month, January, is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And so also it could be someone that is being trafficked, you know, and they're the person that, you know, is trafficking them, maybe accompanying them. So it would be an an opportunity for them to alert discreetly. And they're maybe, you know, looking for a way to possibly, you know, let someone know to get help. So, um, so, yeah, it's, it, these are all strides that we're making in this area, which is so vitally important. It's all about safety. Well, it's about respect, right? And that's why the work that you're doing in schools, the, the work that you do among adolescents, the conflict resolution, the way you're starting to teach you know, young men 
and young women yep. to have healthy relationships. To me, that's critical. You know, the John Regans of the world are there, but thank God they're relatively rare within the overall population. And when we find out who they are, I'm 100% with you. These people are repetitive predators, and they, they can't be allowed to be back walking in society. But then you have a whole other category of people that um, are controlling and, uh, and, and, and whose behaviors, I believe, can be trained and retrained at a young enough age so that they don't enter into destructive relationships. And those are the ones that we've got to find. Yes, absolutely, because that can aid in prevention. And that's why we're talking to even middle school children about you know healthy versus unhealthy relationships and the importance about, of setting boundaries that it's okay, you know, especially if someone's shy or introverted, they may feel funny speaking up, but we want to build their confidence and help them to understand they need to trust their gut. If someone is just too close to them or touching them in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable, speak up and if they and, and, and tell someone. And, and I think that, you know, this, planting these seeds can go a long way to, to prevention and also to empowering boys, girls, adults, to uh, become an active bystander. If they actually see someone that is in distress or that someone is hitting on them and, and they're obviously um, intoxicated or unable to respond correctly, to do something about it. We each have a role to play. We definitely do, Donna. And yours has been an outsized role. And on behalf of all of the victims of rape in Connecticut, we thank you for your advocacy for helping to change the law so that there no longer is a statute of limitations with DNA evidence. The Dateline program will be on tomorrow night, Friday night. I believe it starts, what, at 9 or 9.30 on ABC? At 9 on NBC. It's 9 oh, um, Eastern oh, Time. And okay. if anyone is on social, we Jane Doe No More is on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have posts up about it. Please share. We want to reach as many people as possible and hopefully help more survivors. And if you are somebody who thinks that you might want to be part of the survivor group and go through this amazing course where I have interviewed and spoken personally with many of the people that have been through this course, uh, you should pick up the phone and call Jane Doe No More. It's a not-for-profit organized and operating right here within Connecticut. Uh, uh, Donna, what's the telephone number for people? Um, so actually the best way, because our office, we have a phone, but it's, we're not working in the office. So I would recommend everyone to use email info at janedonomore.org is the best way. Or visit our website, janedonomore.org, um, and you can fill, fill um, information out. There's all kinds of information about our programs and how you can become involved. Um and that, you know, I think is the best thing. I also want to quickly mention that we do have a closed Facebook group for survivors of sexual crimes. Men, women, anyone who is a survivor of a sexual crime is invited to join us. It's a judgment-free area where you can um, go to, you know, hear some, some ways that other survivors are coping or maybe ask a question. It's not to provide counseling or therapy, but it, it, we have found it to be very helpful to a lot of survivors. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you, Donna Palumba. Thanks for doing what you do every single day. When you get up in the morning, you're making the world a far better place. Uh, and you are, as you know, a personal heroine of mine. Donna Palumba of Jane Doe No More. Don't miss it tomorrow night, 9 o'clock on NBC Dateline. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you, Lisa. Take good care. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 